0: Listening to the Positive Professional with me, Tracy Yvonne. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 35. Today's topic is the window of tolerance what it means, who created the theory, and how it relates to our daily lives along with our mental well being. And later on in this episode, I'll also be discussing grounding techniques that will help assist you with regulating your window of tolerance. So, what is exactly the window of tolerance? Well, it's a term derived from the field of neuroscience, which is the scientific study of the nervous system. In 1999, Dr. Dan Siegel, a clinical professor of psychiatry, coined the term in his book, The Developing Mind, to describe the best state of arousal or stimulation in which we are able to function and thrive in our everyday life. In other words, how much stimulation can we take from our environment before we reach our tipping point? So picture yourself in the kitchen. You've placed a tea kettle on the stove's burner and you set the temperature to high. In about five to ten minutes, the tea kettle is whistling. and what might sound like a sweet song of victory to some or an annoying piercing cry for help to others. Either way, the whistling noise is the tea kettle's way of announcing that your water has now boiled and it cannot take any more heat. The tea kettle has reached its limit and it cannot go on any longer. This is the same thing that happens to us when we are placed in an environment that is overstimulating or becomes overstimulating over time. Think of the window of tolerance as your life's tea kettle. How much can you take before you reach the point of too much arousal? What happens once you do and how you can combat the challenges that come once you're outside your window of tolerance. Now, according to Siegel, when a person is in the range of optimal arousal, this means that they are appropriately responsive and emotions are regulated as well. Optimal arousal can also be known as a more neutral state of feelings or being, but when stress and trauma take place, our optimal arousal will be much smaller. In a normal circumstance, one's window of tolerance would be described by you feeling or being grounded, flexible, open or curious, present and able to emotionally self-regulate. In other words, this is your body's normal state of functioning and nothing is posing as a threat to you in the moment mentally, emotionally or physically. It's important to remember that our stress levels work within ebbs and flows, meaning that our emotions can vary throughout the day. This is natural and it's okay. It all depends on the stressors in which we encounter. However, while we are in the optimal arousal, this is when we are functioning at our very best. And although stress may arise, it won't bother us as much and we can navigate it safely. These attributes of behavior would signal that someone is at a normal hormonal state. Your body and mind are both present, calm, and you can function at your normal temperament. This means the environment or atmosphere works well for and with you. So I want to take a dive into what happens when your window of tolerance is disrupted. When one's optimal arousal is disrupted and an individual reaches a point in which they step out of their window of tolerance... They are now in a space known as hyperarousal or hypoarousal. And regardless of which space someone arrives at, when it takes place, we can safely assume that this person is experiencing something that likely feels unsafe or intolerable. Although many people can safely return to their zone of tolerance, for those who are unable to, it can prove to be more challenging to navigate. When you're at the hyper-aroused, this means that your energy is very high, anxiety can be taking place, you might be angry, overwhelmed, hyper-vigilant, chaotic, and your internal sense of fight or flight may be enacted. Being hyper-aroused can also cause you to panic or be easily agitated. These feelings can then lead to behaviors such as blaming, shaming, hitting out, and aggression. Although these moments can sometimes take us by surprise, it is important to find healthy ways to combat the challenges that come with being outside of your optimal arousal zone. If you are in a mental space of being hyper aroused, you can experience the following symptoms. Shutting down, feeling numb to emotions, depression, passive behavior, feeling withdrawn, feeling shame, reduced physical movements, poor self-care, and freezing in the moment or not knowing what to do or how to react. Feeling hyperaroused can cause us to zone out and become unresponsive. Once you reach this point, our body's natural reaction is to freeze. And just like fight or flight mode, we can't choose which reaction our body will have to the situation at hand. This is where our brains naturally take over our reactions and we no longer in direct control of choosing a reaction in the moment. It's also to keep in mind that as humans, we all have different windows, which can be attributed to various factors, including traumatic childhood experiences, coping skills, our specific neurobiology, social support, and of course, our current environment. The size of our windows can vary daily, but the more we can find ways to expand our windows, the less likely we are to go through moments of anger, frustration, feeling low and lacking energy. Now in the next segment, I'm going to discuss some grounding techniques to combat hyperarousal and hyperarousal in order to enlarge our windows of tolerance. Today's episode is brought to you by Ivy Elite Training. Are you looking for low cost professional development workshops, topics like emotional intelligence, diversity and inclusion, and more? Then visit www.ivielitetraining.com. That's www.ivielitetraining.com. For anyone you know has ever experienced challenges with staying in your window of tolerance, please rest assured that there are various techniques that exist to support you when you're experiencing a low tolerance. These techniques do not have to be limited to when you're triggered, but can also be used in your day-to-day to reduce any levels of stress or to simply relax. The first grounding technique you can apply to expand your window of tolerance is practicing mindfulness. And if you've been following this podcast, you know mindfulness is my jam. Mindfulness is when you choose to remain in the here and now. The best way to practice this is by learning what stimuli triggers you. Once you know that, you can talk yourself through these moments, remembering that those triggering memories are not just happening right now, and this moment of frustration will also soon pass. Focus on your present moment not the past or the future. Next is deep breathing, and this can help to ground and center you in that moment. A quick tip is to inhale through your nose for a count of four and then exhale through your mouth for a count of five. The longer exhale helps you to keep calm and centered. The deep breathing will also motivate your body to mellow out and will release any tension you may be physically holding in that moment. Now, physical activity is one of the surefire ways to help shift your energy due to the movement of your body. It can also regulate your arousal levels. Vigorous activity is also known to assist with purging feelings of anger or being overwhelmed. Now, think about writing things down. Writing from a place of frustration can help you to relieve stress and to help you better process your thoughts and feelings as well. Writing can also be a very cathartic activity, helping to express any deeply hidden emotions. While writing is great for filtering through your emotions, it can support your rationale as well, helping you to have a better and clearer perspective on a situation at hand. Next, we have soothe your senses. In a moment of overstimulation, it's important to try and find things to focus your senses on instead of the triggering stimuli at hand. So in those moments, find something to look at, touch, smell, hear and or taste. Of course, this can vary in the situation and location in which you are at, but can still be a very helpful technique. A few examples would include tuning on some calm music, lighting your favorite scented candle, taking a look at photos of beautiful scenery, cooking or ordering a tasty meal and even soothing yourself with a soft blanket and last but certainly not least challenge your thoughts whether you're feeling hyper aroused or hyper aroused if you can catch a negative thought before it lingers too long and manifests itself as pain challenge it with a positive thought instead in fact consider what a good friend or close loved one would say to you in that moment of heightened stress think about how their positive words would be able to Shift your mood in that moment and mentally visualize what that reassuring voice would sound like to help balance any negative self-talk or thoughts. And although the tips that I just talked about can assist you with both hyperarousal and hyperarousal, I do want to offer some more insight on specific tips for dealing with each challenge. When it comes to combating hyperarousal, here are some few more tips that you can apply when you have exited your window of tolerance. To decrease arousal, you can try diaphragmic breathing, or drink warm water, shaking or stomping out excess energy, listening to soothing music or sounds, or comforting foods, for example, something chewy but smooth or something like a warm drink like hot chocolate. When it comes to hypoarousal, a few grounding techniques to assist you with creasing your arousal are as follows. Using a weighted blanket, finger painting, a rocking chair, movements such as dancing, listening to high energy music, gently sitting in or bouncing on a therapy ball, and smelling essential oils. While exiting your window of tolerance can cause you to either be hyper-aroused or hypo aroused there are various grounding techniques to assist you with better navigating these heightened moments of stress. Therefore, it's essential that you remember you have the tools and skills to get around and through those situations. Even if the only thing you remember to do is to take a deep breath, and you're doing far better for yourself in that moment than allowing the triggering stimuli to overpower your emotions. Okay, so I'm going to do a quick recap. In today's episode, I discussed the origins of the window of tolerance theory, how it relates to our daily lives, and some grounding techniques to assist with combating hyperarousal and hypoarousal. So in my research for today's episode, I found on a website called gov.je, and that's from the New Jersey Psychological and Wellbeing Service. In this article, it thoroughly describes how to support emotional well-being of children and young people in your life, especially in regards to expanding their window of tolerance. So before I completely close out, I'd like to leave you all with a quick journaling activity that can assist you in moments when your window of tolerance has been disrupted. And if you can at this time, Take out a notebook or a blank piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, your choice of course. Take a deep breath, inhale for four and an exhale for five. Now write down three things that bring you instant peace and take the same sheet of paper and place it somewhere in your home that is easily accessible and some people may find it easy to place something like this by their bathroom mirror as a daily reminder while getting ready for their day or somewhere near your bed. So you can also write this on a Post-it note for convenience. You can also just put it in your Notes app, pinning the note at the top of your list so that you can always see it when you need. Another great way to use this activity is to use the list as your lock screen on your device or home page. I've actually even heard of some people setting alarm on their phone with the label and title of the alarm having an affirmation so that they can be reminded to take a deep breath, read their affirmations aloud. But in this case, your alarm would remind you of what brings you peace so that you can apply it in your life whenever things may be a bit chaotic. Now, it may not be easy to apply this list to every situation where your window of tolerance is disrupted, but I can guarantee that it will be of great assistance, even if you simply have to envision those things that bring you peace. Remember, take a deep breath and in those moments, know that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to you tuning in to another episode. Make sure that you've subscribed to this podcast and don't forget to click the like button. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Stay safe and be well.